When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I am Dr. Caroline Leaf and I am the host of Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess and I'm thrilled that you've joined me today. And I am going to be talking about a globally widespread phenomenon and it's not COVID, it is intrusive thoughts. Do you know that 94% of people globally, and it's probably more, battle with intrusive thoughts? And it's not actually a disease, it is a global widespread phenomenon And it's something that we can actually learn to manage. In other words, it is part of our human nature to have these intrusive thoughts. But when we don't manage them, they manage us. So I'm going to explain this to you today with some research and give you some tips for how to understand and manage intrusive thoughts, which can be so bothersome, as we all know. But before we begin... If you want to listen to this podcast and any of my podcasts ad-free, then you can subscribe to my Patreon account. The link and the details are in the show notes. And also, I give bonus content on my Patreon account, and I do live Q&As. And just before we begin, one more thing, that this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. If you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now, on to today's podcast about intrusive thoughts. Okay, so as I mentioned, and I'm going to actually read the study, a research from Concordia University and 15 other universities worldwide show that 94% of people examined across six continents experience unwanted intrusive thoughts, images, and impulses. Okay, raise your hand if you're in that category, which is most of us. Okay, so basically, this is what they go on to say is that this is widespread globally, And it's not the, un and then this is now what I'm saying. So it's not the unwanted intrusive thoughts that are the problem, but the way that they are managed, which is also what research is saying. So instead of looking at intrusive unwanted thoughts and impulses and images and so on as being terrible, see them as a way of understanding more about yourself. Everything you say and everything you do and everything you feel and every perspective you have about life is based upon thoughts that are physical structures in your brain, which you know if you've been following me. And those thoughts didn't just get there by chance. They got there by an experience that you went through. So whatever you've experienced has built into your brain by your mind and is producing how you function. Now, we're building thousands and thousands of thoughts every day because we're having thousands and thousands of experiences. So we have thousands and thousands and, well, not thousands, we have trillions of thoughts with trillions of embedded memories. So maybe it's billions of thoughts with trillions of memories because thoughts are made of memories inside of our mind and brain and in our body because we store every thought in three places, mind as a gravitational field brain as those trees that I always show you pictures of or images of and in our body as changes in our DNA and our cellular structure. So 
If you think about it like this, every time you hear something, not only are you building that into a thought, but in order to build it into a thought, you are actually bringing up existing linked and associated thoughts to help you process the incoming information. So if you do the calculation, and various people have done it, and I've done some calculations, we could have, I mean, honestly, anything from 15,000 to maybe even up to 50,000 things going through our head in a day. And we're pretty brilliant. We can actually manage this most of the time. The problem with intrusive thoughts is as they are described, they're intruding upon your peace. And so they generally have a negative connotation, but sometimes they can not intrude upon your peace. They can actually make you feel excited or whatever and be distracting. But most of the time when we talk about intrusive thoughts, we are thinking about those thoughts that are actually frustrating us or stealing our peace or making us irritated or whatever, disturbing how we're functioning, making us feel emotions that we don't want to feel and so on. So generally are seen as something that's are disruptive. So that, that's kind of the broad definition. So if this is such a common phenomenon, and it makes so much sense because, as I've just described, we have so many thoughts going through our head, why are some of those thoughts intrusive and some are okay? You don't mind them popping up into your mind. They make you feel good. So there's the good, the good ones that come up, and the intrusive ones generally are the ones that are labeled that are disturbing your peace in some sense. Well, the ones that are disturbing your peace, the ones that are intrusive, are the ones that are not processed properly. So they have got elements to them where there's like, why did this happen? What is going on? What does this mean? You know, what what is this? It's just something that's just not right. And it could be little stuff and big stuff. You often hear me talking about seeing things on a scale from one to 10. And so where I say zero to plus 10 and a zero to minus 10, but it's just easier now to look at it from a scale of one to 10. And the one, two, three, four, five, that's kind of just the normal things of life, up and down, day-to-day things. But as things become more and more of an issue, we move down the scale to the tens. If we want to be healthier mentally and physically, one of the best things we can possibly do is get several hours of quality sleep every night. The brain and body heal itself when we sleep. It really is one of the most amazing processes, even if you're not conscious when it happens. But I know it's hard to get good quality sleep sometimes. Your mind keeps you awake, life is stressful, and there are often a hundred anxious reasons why you can't fall asleep at night. Thankfully, there are also ways we can improve our sleep quality and overall health, including taking magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people don't have enough magnesium. No wonder so many people have sleep problems. But please do not run to the store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most magnesium supplements use only the two cheapest synthetic forms. And since they're not full spectrum, they won't support better sleeping habits. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium. And you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash leaf and use Dr. Leaf 10 during checkout to save 10% on your order. The link and details will be in the show notes. Now, whatever is 
in the sort of beyond five, between five and ten, is stuff that's worrying us. And the more it's unprocessed and dealt with and reconceptualized, the more it shifts down the scale and the more it becomes bothersome. And the bothersome comes in various different signals. And those signals are basically include things like intrusive thoughts. And as a thought comes up, it immediately triggers off an emotion and a body sensation and reminds you of certain behaviors or maybe you even suddenly behave in a certain way and perspectives. And so it's it's this constant cycle. And then if you don't deal with it and you push it back down, it goes back down that thought with all its memories that is intrusive stronger than before. And this is unfortunate. You see, the way that neuroplasticity works is that as soon as we gain a level of awareness, as soon as we think of something, a thought comes up from the non-conscious that we built whenever, it then becomes weakened for the purpose of neuroplasticity. In other words, purpose of changeability. It's You can change it. So you can add to it. You can take things away from it. You can reconstruct it and so on. So we have to weaken it. So the consciousness of it weakens the protein bonds and the chemicals and it, and the actual. So all the content and the vibrations become in, move into an, an unstable state, and we can we destabilize it in order to change it. So hopefully the, the the whole issue that the whole way our brain and body and stuff are working for us is so as soon as something's unstable, we want to the non-conscious mind and the body collectively will push it into a conscious mind and say, okay, this is unstable, it's not good for you, do something about it, okay? And so that you telling you, your inner life telling your outer life to work with the inner life to do something. And intrusive thoughts serve in that realm. They, they're actually pretty useful. So when I was pra- still practicing as a clinician, this was a very common complaint of, as I said, this 94% of the population battle. This is very widespread. I mean, I battle with intrusive thoughts, but I've learned how to manage it. So it's no longer a, a battle per se. I know what to do about them because I've learned to manage them. And so which is what I'll be sharing with you on this podcast. So basically what I would do with my patients is I would help them to go into, into train themselves to go into thinker moments where they would daydream and let their mind wander. And then from there, you can start, you can start then isolating the, the intrusive thoughts that are coming up during the course of the day. And when you have very fixed pockets of time in your day where you do this, and then as you, when you, when you have these fixed pockets of time, you start training yourself to be more self-regulated. So when you're not in that specific pocket of time where you're having a think a moment, but you're going during the, through the course of the day and you at work or doing whatever you do, and then thoughts start popping up. Because you've practiced thinker moments, which are deliberate, intentional self-regulation, what are my intrusive thoughts times, you can actually catch, because of those practice times, you become you become more tuned in to an intrusive thought. So as it comes up, instead of it throwing you off course, you become aware of it, you take note of it, in mental, make a mental note, if you can write it down, then you put that into your planning for when you spend time working on thinker moments. So that's the kind of overarching philosophy. But before I go into a little bit more about the technique, I just want to give you a little bit more sciencey stuff and a couple more studies. And I'm actually talking from my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, which I wrote a couple of years back. And it's got a lot of sciencey stuff in it. But this is a really great book for understanding, learning and memory and intrusive thoughts and mindsets. And you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of helpful stuff in here, brain building. And so it works beautifully with my other book. And I've got to stretch across my table here to get this one, Cleaning Up 
your mental mess. Everything that I create always works together to help you. And then obviously there's the app, which is putting these principles into a more therapeutic or self, self-therapeutizing self way. I like walk you through the process in a therapeutic way. So we'll put all these links in, in the show notes. Okay, so what I'm going to do is just, just read from a couple of sections of this book and talk you through it. So I'm actually, if you have this book and you want to pause and grab the book, I'm actually reading from page 48 at the moment. And I'm going to be just talking through a couple of things on page 48 and 49 and 50 in this book, which deals pretty much with these intrusive thoughts. Okay, so remember that the brain is neuroplastic. I just said that to you. And it's con- which means it's constantly changing because our mind is constantly changing because life is constantly changing. And every moment is a new experience. Your mind processes the experience into your brain, changes your brain. That's neuroplasticity. And that change impacts your body. Basic principles of what I teach all the time. Okay, so we also need to understand then that whatever we focus on the most, we're going to merge with, actually called the quantum Zeno effect. Whatever you focus on the most, you're building to your brain. It makes sense. I'm paying attention. I'm thinking about this repeatedly. It's going to build into my brain. Okay? So, principle there. So, an intrusive thought is going to tell you about what you focused on a lot. Because whatever you focused on a lot has built into a thought in your brain. These are the thoughts that can become intrusive. So, when it's healthy, they're not going to worry you. But these are the things that steal your steal your joy and your peace and that kind of thing and pop up and down. It's the undealt with stuff. And they can be huge and complex on the 8, 9, 10, or they could just be on the 1, 2, 3. But anything undealt with on that scale, they're going to pop up and down. Every time they pop up, they're malleable, they invade your life. And if you don't manage them, they manage you, they go back stronger. So you don't want to ever have that happen. So how do I find and deal with these intrusive thoughts, Okay. So we need to have what I call thinker moments, deliberate thinker moments in the course of our day. If you've listened to me, you've heard me talk about thinker moments. There's different types. I just previously, last week's podcast, I talked about how you can use thinker moments to help reboot your energy. Now we're going to talk about thinker moments and using them to actually find and deal with invasive thoughts, intrusive thoughts. Okay, so basically, we think a thinker moment is a downtime and Contrary to proper belief, your brain doesn't switch off when you go into downtime. It actually reboots itself. So we need downtime to function optimally. That's what I say here. To cope with the demands of life, our minds and brains need to intentionally reboot, which only happens when we are alone with our thoughts. So thinker moments teach you to be alone with your thoughts, which many people in this day and age don't like. Studies have been done showing that people would rather hurt them, like rather shock themselves than sit for 16 minutes thinking of themselves, which is one of the studies I quote in this book. And so people fill up their time with all kinds of things. But being alone with your thought is the most enriching experience and it grows your brain and it helps you with yourself. It helps you self-regulate. It helps train mind management, helps with mental health and so many things. So think of moments, deliberate, intentional think of moments, which is allocating periods in your day where you just switch off to the external, switch on to the internal and let your mind wander and daydream. For a specific amount of time are excellent ways to train yourself to be alone with your thoughts in order to find the intrusive thoughts that are bugging you, that need work, okay? So the intrusive thoughts that are really coming up a lot, you're going to, as they come up in your thinker moments, as they come up a lot, you're going to find those, you're going to track the flow of those, you're going to identify which ones are the, like scale them, like this is a number, this is like 
really worrying me a lot. It's like, I need to work on this first. This is priority number one. This is priority number two. This is priority number three. So you prioritize those thoughts and then you go through the process of the neurocycle over 63 days. You can also learn about the neurocycle in this book. So maybe you've got this book ready. Maybe you've got the app. Maybe you want to get them. Maybe you want to get both because they both work together. You can then take this thought that you've found that's coming up. You've prioritized thoughts. You've prioritized them and then you can work through them sequentially. So contrary to popular belief, the mind doesn't grind to a halt when you're doing nothing. Spontaneous thought processes, including mind-wandering, creative thinking, and daydreaming arise when our thoughts are relatively free from focused thinking and external influences. So a thinker moment is where you're not focusing on something, where you are switching off from focusing on something, and you're allowing the free flow of thoughts in order to find the good ones to grow to f- and to find the toxic ones that need attention. Some are massive and need multiple cycles of 63 days and some are smaller and just need one cycle. That depends. Okay, so this type of internal thinking actually plays an important role in contributing to the richness of intentional thinking. So you increase your richness of your in thinking, your thinking, you improve your learning skills, it's, uh, you improve your creativity, in, you can enhance your, your life at work, like school, mental health, all aspects, relationships. Without the spontaneous thinking mode as part of your routine, okay, you, um, you, you wouldn't be able to reach those insights and inspirational highs that change our world. Okay, so it's those times where you dream off into the future, where your mind is wandering off, that you are getting another inspirational high that will take you to another level. And we lose that if we don't learn to be alone with our thoughts. So there's tremendous richness that gets added to our thought when we do think of moments, in addition to catching intrusive thoughts. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing the things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Just a quick one, another University of British Columbia, they did a review of mind-wandering research and it it highlighted the importance of allowing our minds to just think, just let the free flow of thoughts. Okay, so instead of reading something or scrolling through Instagram, close your eyes and just let the flow of thoughts happen. Okay, so what I would do is I would basically, in my experience, helping, and I'm just going to read this to you then I'll explain it, helping my patients analyze 
and write down their thoughts in a self-reflective way in those thinker moments when they were potentially ruminating and getting stuck was an effective way to develop the imagination and manage the toxic issue. So I am telling you now that intrusive thoughts will tell you stuff about what you're stuck with that's keeping you hold, that's holding you back and that's worrying you so that instead of being scared of intrusive thoughts, if you embrace the intrusive thought, you can then deconstruct it and reconstruct it to make it work for you, knowing now that each time that intrusive thought pops up and you ruminate on it or overthink around it, because tox, intrusive thoughts lead to ruminations, lead to overthinking, lead to overgeneralizations. So instead of being scared of all of that, those scared of the intrusive thoughts, if you're scared of them, then the chances are you will move into rumination, overthinking, overgeneralization and make yourself feel worse. Whereas if you say, okay, intrusive thoughts, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to item, list you, prioritize you, and I'm going to go through a systematic neurocycle to manage you, you are get, empowering yourself to get control. The intrusive thought then turns from being something that is invasive in your life to something that is actually something that's bringing you information about your life. So instead of being invasive, it's informational. And that improves your self-reflection, your insight, the depth of your creativity, the richness of your thinking, and you learn to be alone. So let me give you a little bit of brain science and then we'll look at the actual technique. When we go into our thinker moment, which is switching off to the external, as I've been saying, switching on to the internal, allowing your mind to wander and daydream for specific amounts of time, which is going to be the last part of this podcast where I explain the specifics. You activate what we call the default mode network to work in a very balanced way with the task positive network. So the DMN works with the TPN. The default mode network is a whole lot of circuitry across in neural networks across the different structures on the inside in the brain that work differently when you are not focusing on something. And basically they search, they clean up, they give a reboot, they kind of wipe down the counter, do a bit of vacuuming, do a bit of charging of the cell phone, do all kinds of incredible balancing things to help bring things into perspective. So what, the way I've described it, let me read it to you. The default mode network works with the task positive network and basically they work together. The networks form the brain's inner life. And with the, and the default mode network, network dominates when you, when you inner think a moment and thinking deeply in this directed rest or idling state. It's a primary network that we switch into when we switch into this thinker mode. It activates even to even higher levels when a person is, as you, as you flow, go from switching off and just mind wandering into daydreaming and introspecting and letting your mind wander in a very organized and exploratory way through the endless myriad of thoughts within the deep spiritual and unconscious part of you. Then the task positive network, when you've had this kind of lovely default mode network stuff happening, then that moves into action. So the task positive network then is leads to an action. So it's all accumulated. You're thinking, feeling, and choosing in this way. And then that brings up a relevant thought and action happens. So as we focus our thinking and activate the default mode network, at some point in our thinking, we move into active decision making. And this activates the task positive network and we experience this as action. So what I'm describing here is that when you take... At least, I would love it if you could try and take up to 16 minutes in a day. Now, in the previous podcast, I spoke about doing 30 to thirty seconds to 2 minutes every 45 to 60 minutes and then taking a 30-minute break during the course of the day. Now, I'm saying add to this routine 
So listen to that previous podcast because that reboots energy. Now I'm talking about getting intrusive thoughts under control. To get intrusive thoughts under control, you need to allocate around about 16 minutes where you are not doing anything. You're not eating, walking, talking on your computer, on your phone. Everything's away from you. You're in an environment where you can close your eyes and you can completely and utterly switch off which to the external, which then activates that default mode network in a very balanced way with a task positive network. And in that, you just close your eyes and you just let your mind wander. The only thing I want you to have with you is a pen and paper. And if you really want to type it on your phone, you can, but then you need to be disciplined and not look at your phone. It's just have your notes up so that you can type on it or on your computer. And the reason I say that is that you want to, in this 16-minute block, where you're switching off initially, it's all over the place, and then start observing yourself. Start observing, okay, what am I thinking about? What What's that thought? What's that thought? What's that thought? As you observe yourself thinking, which we can do, which activates a lot of frontal lobe activity, then what we'll start seeing is, oh, this is coming up all the time. Goodness, this thought's coming up like five, six times. Okay, open your eyes, write it down, or quickly type it in your phone or your computer. Close your eyes again and carry on and track it and what other ones are coming up and then maybe you you, know, you might catch another one. Maybe the whole 16 minutes you're just thinking and you're right at the end. Maybe there's a couple of breaks in between. The idea is very self-regulated, standing back and observing yourself in this state where you are letting the mind wander and daydream and you're letting this flow of thoughts because it will go all over and you'll get ideas and and you know things, 16 minutes will rush by when you do this and it's incredibly informative. We are all in different places in our lives and on our health journey. Many of us are faced with difficult decisions every day, what to eat, when to work out, and how to live our best lives. We want to make the best choices for our brain and body health, but it isn't always easy. Indeed, what health looks like for you may be completely different to what it looks like for someone else. There's no one size fits all. And this is why I love Noom's different approach to health and eating. The program is driven by a singular mission, to help as many people as possible live healthier and happier lives through behavior change. They use the latest in proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. I personally love that the program is easy to use and so flexible. It is not the end of the world if you get off track or lose a day. Numi is there to help you live your best, real life, which means there's no need to worry about fitting the program into a schedule. All you need is just 5, 10 or 15 minutes a day and how much time you want to spend is entirely up to you. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash drleaf. That's noom.com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. If you can build this into your day, if you can build 16 minutes into your day every day, it would honestly improve your creativity help you manage those intrusive thoughts. Because as you see, as you write down and you see, gosh, today, like do, it, do it over just a few days and you'll see that thought's coming up every day. That's the major intrusive thought. And it's associated with that and that and that thought. So you'll start seeing a pattern of the intrusive thoughts. Then you can take the neurocycle and you can start doing that, working on that intrusive thought every single morning. But you need to find them first. Now, once you've found them and you're working on the most, the top one, exclusively on the top one for 63 days, and then you can work on the next one and the next one. So, you know, just keep going with your cycles of 63 days. It doesn't mean that you stop your 16 minutes. I still, and listen, listen guys, I'm not being um, anal about 16 minutes. You can, you know, just that's a great guideline research-wise. If you only make five, that's fine. 
If you make a little bit more, that's fine. But try and allocate a decent portion of your day where that's longer than the little two, one, 30 second to two, two minute breaks that I talk about during the course of the day. But where you, I want you to allocate a more fixed time. And I'd love you to try and do 15 to 16 minutes a day. And it's transformative. I'm telling you, this is transformational. It changes your brain. It increases your resilience. It, that When that default mode network is working like that, wonderful things in resilience are happening inside of your brain. Okay, so I've said a lot. In summary, you're going to allocate 16 Try to allocate at least 15 to 16 minutes a day where you're not eating, drinking, walking, talking on the phone. You're going to have your phone or a computer or a pen and paper with you. You're going to sit somewhere where you're undisturbed, where you can close your eyes and you just let your mind wander, daydream, explore and follow the flow. As you're doing it, it's intentional, it's deliberate. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to sit down and do this. You stand back and you observe yourself doing it. So you're literally watching your thoughts. And as you pick up a pattern of something that keeps popping up, write it down. A creative idea, write it down. So you can open and close your eyes during the process or keep it closed the whole time and write what comes up at the end. If you find something that's really toxic and that's really worrying you, immediately, over a few things, prioritize and then start 63-day cycles using the NeuroCycle to re to embrace process and reconceptualize them, to make them work for you. While you're doing that, keep on. Don't stop doing these thinker, this batch of 15-minute thinker moments during the course of the day. There we go. I hope that helps you. It helped so many of my patients and thousands of people around the world. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.